0: It's me, Dr. Z with JB, and we are officially back in the new year. Today, John and I talk anxiety and present you with an exhaustive list of characters from the original Ghostbusters movie. I also take you through a few strategies for my new anxiety workbook, Find Your Calm, which is now available for pre-order on Amazon. You can click the link below to order or go to my website, drjamiezuckerman.com or Instagram at drz psychologist and click the link in my bio.
1: Hey, good evening, Dr. Z. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Just, in, just enjoying some fresh water here. <laughs> how, uh, I've Coffee I heard, and water. Coffee and water for you, as always. Uh, you should not be surprised there. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining in once again. Happy uh, New Year. I hope you have not made any uh, New Year's resolutions at all. And if you're wondering why I'm saying that, you should definitely go listen to uh, our past session just before uh, we, we broke have off I there. Must,
0: we haven't done one since... Oh wow okay. yeah
1: since uh what was that december twenty third fourth mm-hmm. fifth somewhere around there uh the holiday blues i think believe- i believe they caught us all they definitely got me so uh <laughs> I'm glad we're starting to get out of that phase at least and uh dr Z's got some very exciting news and it's part of uh what we're doing here tonight uh, and by the way i'm j b that is dr Z John Bartron and uh, jamie zuckerman as uh we uh, uh, get together every uh, Monday night around 8 o'clock to uh, try and talk about our anxiety, depression, how to manage all that stuff, and Dr. Z has her first book coming out in April. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, it's down in the description, and it's uh, pinned to uh, our Instagram live feed if, uh, if you haven't seen that yet. so uh, If
0: you can't, if for any reason, because I know Instagram's all weird about links, so if for any reason you can't... Click on it here. If you go to my Instagram page in my bio, you can click on that, and then you'll see a link on there.
1: Perfect. And it is your first. What kind of book are we getting here, Doctor Z?
0: It is an anxiety workbook. So it's interactive. You're going to need a pen, pencil. You're going to be engaged with it, and it's something that you can do wherever. There, there are a lot of exercises there. There, there are a lot of exercises in there that you can do. <laughs> I don't even know that you can do um, wherever you are. If you're standing in line at the grocery store, if you're at work, so the things that they're they're more tools um, that help you not get rid of your anxiety. Because that's get impossible. Get rid of your right of your worry, but to manage it in a way that allows you to be productive, live a fulfilled life, and not be scared of it.
1: Uh, that is uh, awesome, and it is uh, coming out uh, when again, April twenty. April
0: eleventh, I think.
1: Oh, April eleventh. That was April way the middle off. Middle
0: of April. We got
1: the work. month right. Yeah, <laughs> the month the month is correct. That's
0: important, uh, yeah.
1: And uh, you can pre-order that right now. And actually, that's some of what we're going to do tonight. And if you are live and sitting there, if there is a pencil and pen and paper, I know it's kind of old school, uh, or, you know, your other tablet next to you or whatever it is, we are going to try and actually going to go through some of what is in your workbook tonight just to kind of understand Maybe where you're coming from on trying to manage and, and do all that, and something that you know uh, very simply with uh, managing your anxiety from day to day, breathing exercises I think are involved in pretty much every every part of that uh, aspect there. And uh, ooh, you're getting you've got fancy lights now too.
0: Did that just change?
1: It did. It went from, like, green to blue to, Oh, you know, okay. Wherever. I was trying to
0: get it... Turn it down because <laughs> it's blinding me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, what is... Uh, what are some of the, the breathing techniques that we can do to kind of manage our anxiety?
0: So, I am glad you asked, John Barchard. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, so, so that you'll find... That the book is divided into um, a couple sections, and each section tackles a different part of anxiety, and they're interchangeable. You don't have to start at the beginning, which I love about this book. You can start at the ends, the middle. It doesn't matter. Um, but one of the m- most important things in the type of work that I do with anxiety is getting people to be aware and mindful in the present moment of the thoughts that they're having and the feelings that they're having and observe them as if they were watching a movie on TV. Right, mm-hmm. and the t v they can see their worries, they can see their feelings, they can see their thoughts on the t v They're separate from it. it's not who they are; it just happens to be what they're having in the moment, and they're able to watch it occasionally they get sucked into it, right, mm-hmm. you get sucked into the movie, and you have to pull yourself back out right to realize you're sitting on the couch so it's very similar to that. I can't take credit for that for that um analogy though but um <laughs> but um it's 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 that. And in order to be able to do that, you have to be able to be present. And if you, quote, like I like to say, leave the building, mm-hmm. right, you have to have tools to be able to bring yourself back to the moment. And the goal isn't to never check out. The goal is to never, like, not leave the building because you, you can't. Our minds wander. We're human beings. That's what our brains do. Because we have the capacity for light, la- I'm going to sound like a huge dork. Because <laughs> because we have the capacity for language, that's what makes human beings worry and ruminate and get anxious and get depressed and judge their thoughts and judge their feelings and judge themselves. Because without language, we wouldn't have that ability. Like when you're when you leave for the day, you know, we think, oh, our dog misses us. Your dog's not saying to themselves, I wonder what I did to upset her. Why has she left me? I wonder if she's coming back. <laughs> they can't speak. They don't have the capacity for language. So they have physiological sensations, right? They have adrenaline. They have all, all that kind of stuff. But they don't have language. So language is, is kind of a blessing and a curse for us. So we, what this does is it separates you from that other stuff. And in order to do that, you have to be able to focus on your breathing, So I, I, I look at it more so not necessarily a strategy to relax you, although it it absolutely is a relaxation strategy, but I look at it more as part of the process of learning to become more mindful and present. It's used as kind of an anchor point to come back to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for anyone that's a dancer and maybe for sports, for, for this, I know for tennis that you have to watch the ball the whole time, right? It's for, I'm sure for other sports, you have to, do something similar. So um, if you're a dancer and when you turn, right, you are supposed to spot, right? You're supposed to look at one part, one spot on the wall so that when you come back around again, you can focus on this and you don't get dizzy, right? Mm -hmm. You bring yourself back to that one spot, right? Breathing in, in in this kind of situation is spotting in a sense. You're bringing yourself back to the present you keep coming back to that one spot so that you don't kind of go all over the place Mm. um so breathing most people breathe incorrectly if you look at babies and you look at animals and you watch them breathe you're gonna see their abdomens moving up and down right Mm -hmm. with the diaphragm up and down you're not gonna see their chest and their shoulders moving and that's because they breathe properly, because they haven't yet had the experiences of, you know, having to worry the fight or flight. They haven't had that yet. There, there's no um, dysregulation. It's 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 you know unless something's wrong. But right. for, for the most part, you know, babies and animals they breathe they breathe properly. So if you think about it, when you take a deep breath, I'll do it the wrong way just to show people. But everybody yeah. who's watching, I want you guys to kind of take a deep breath. If you notice that your and I have people do this in front of a mirror. If you notice that your shoulders are rising and falling and your chest right here is rising and falling as you breathe, you're breathing incorrectly. You're actually breathing as if you're in, your body thinks it's in danger because the shorter breaths, the shallower breaths you take from up here don't get you as much air, don't get you as much oxygen, which is great if you're being chased down the street by a lion. (laughs) But in day-to-day life, this isn't proper breathing. It's not kind of giving you what you need, giving you, um, it's also not sending your brain proper messages and your brain's not sending this proper message. So it gets into this vicious cycle because if you're breathing shallow, your brain is like, uh-oh, danger, danger, when mm-hmm. when there's nothing dangerous around. So um, what I have people do is stand in front of the mirror. I'll try to do it here. And I have them put one hand on their chest here and I have them put one hands on their abdomen mm. and I have them breathe in. And first I have them pick a color. So John Barcher, pick a color. Blue. Blue. I want you to picture a blue balloon in mm. your stomach. Okay? okay. And when you breathe in, so one hand on your chest, one hand mm. on your abdomen, when you breathe in this bottom hand, should be moving out towards the wall. You should be blowing up that blue balloon. And the reason why I give people a color and an object is because, again, it's easier to visualize this stuff so that you can Mm -hmm. actually sit and picture it so you stay present. There's a method to my madness. So (laughs) if you put your hand and you breathe out, or you breathe in, I'm sorry, and Mm -hmm. your stomach goes out, that's correct. Notice when I'm breathing, my shoulders and my chest aren't moving. Mm. You can't – oh, excuse me. I'm in. I'm in sweatpants.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one's judging you.
0: No one's judging. Me. If you breathe in, see my stomach going out. Yep. And then when I release my breath, my stomach goes back in. So I fill the balloon up and then I release it. You can get such deeper breaths doing that than if you breathe from your chest, because watch the look at the type of breath I get. I get stuck. I can't down. get yeah. any more air in. But if I breathe from my abdomen, I can go on for a long time. So one, it gives you more oxygen. Two, it just gives you longer breaths that you can focus on. It doesn't let your body think it's in danger. Um,
1: And third, slight benefit. It improves the power of your singing voice because that's where you should also be singing from. It's just the Correct. way you breathe is the way you sing as well. It's something you learn in choir and all that fun stuff. I didn't want to give singing. away
0: my, my talent.
1: Oh, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. That's where all that... Push that out, baby. It's uh,
0: actually really good.
1: <laughs> so we uh, Well, so see, if we get, if we get enough though, subscribers on the podcast, we will, yeah. I will start singing. Exactly, God, there we go. I will too. Uh, but you also... Uh, that's something that... I struggled with in terms of also catching my breath, which I think yes. is, a, is a good thing too, because most of the time you are panic-breathing through right. the top of your chest. You're trying That's to right. grab it by going. <gasps> That's and right. may, some of you might know the technique with if you have a hard time breathing, you're supposed to you know, bring your hands up so your lungs get a, a bigger breath. But now if you're pushing through your stomach instead of your chest, like, you're you're automatically slowing yourself down, and Correct. even when you're doing that, that technique where your hands are on your chest, where Doctor Z was just showing us there, you can feel the difference in the tightness as well. Like your chest gets tight the moment you do it, and then right. it's relief from your stomach, and that's always yes. how it should feel.
0: And Doctor Rachel is on here, Doctor Rachel, Hi, Dr. I Dr. Want Rachel. To see who, who shares all of my views on this. I know, um, <laughs> but I guarantee you, there's people on here that when they were doing the balloon breath, I like I call it balloon breathing, I've yeah. seen the exercise in the book, balloon. balloon breathing breathing. but when you breathe i guarantee you, there are people in here that thought when they breathe in their stomach goes in Mm -hmm. and when you breathe out your stomach goes out it's the opposite so it's gonna feel weird and you're gonna forget to do it Mm -hmm. because it's quicker and simpler and when we're stressed we're gonna breathe the other way we're gonna go back to what's familiar so i tell people to practice a couple times a day maybe once in the morning, once in the evening. When you first start practicing, um, just be mindful that sometimes you may get a little bit dizzy because you're not used to you know taking deep breaths like that. Don't do this when you're anxious. Do it mm-hmm. when you feel relatively calm because that's when you learn things the best and that's when routines start. So um, you want to make sure that you do it when you're not anxious. And the other thing is in the beginning, try to do it in front of a mirror turn sideways like this so you can see your profile so you can actually see what's moving in and what's moving out um and you know this is oh where'd you go you left me oh he left all right we're gonna have to get him back in so until he logs in i'll keep talking but um do it in front of the mirror turn sideways and remember that this is weird if you're not used to breathing like this so don't judge yourself um no judgment no um you know i can't do this This is it go slow go easy when you start practicing this nobody gets this right for a long time um let's see i think i got a request there we go he's back john barcher
1: yep i don't know what happened there (laughs) It just switched over to uh, somebody else's story for a second, so sorry about that, but
0: that's yes, right. I kept on I, talking
1: I, and you were you nailed it though like it was that's, a, that's exactly right. And, we're not going
0: to tell you what we spoke about.
1: Oh I so I was here the whole time. I just oh. it, it just it, it disappeared I don't know why it, it, it zipped me out for a second but uh no i yeah, yeah, standing in front of a mirror is is a perfect way to do it, and muscle memory will will yep. will if you do that for like five days straight in front of a mirror that's it's usually the right amount of time to kind of have it be a habit for me and yeah, get and on your way.
0: Too, this isn't something that I would expect anybody to always breathe. Like if this is Mm-mm. for, if you're driving in your car, you know, while you're in the shower times where you are aware that it's, you know, that you can bring attention to your breathing times that, um, You know, it comes up for you. That's Mm -hmm. when you should be doing this, when you you remember. Because this way there's no judgment on yourself for it. Just when you remember, breathe properly. And you'll probably forget as soon as you pick up your phone to start texting somebody, totally fine. When you realize you've stopped, start it again.
1: Um, Allie, in here, does it ever become second nature eventually? After a long time, probably. But don't feel as though you have to nail this thing in two days or five days or two. just no, it's more be of, a strat-
0: of it. It's more of a yeah. strategy and it's more of the more you breathe this way, the less, What it's one of, it's one less thing to trick your brain into thinking you're in danger mm-hmm. and therefore reducing your anxiety. So think of it that way. It's just kind of like the more you do this, the, the more of an impact it's going to have on the rest of your body, your heart rate, your blood pressure, um, your sleep. So everything's going to feel more regulated. And so, from that standpoint you'll just start to feel better
1: mm-hmm. and another reason why and this is just from my own experience is if you're not comfortable breathing through your stomach uh, or not not thinking of it that way um typically it was because i was always sucking my gut in because yep. i didn't want you know i thought i was hanging out and doing all this other stuff so if you're one of those people which is probably all of you uh and like we I I, I tend to to suck in my gut most of the day and not even realize it. And that does not help breathing. And that also doesn't uh, help my anxiety at all. So if you're one of those people to that, that might, you might be catching yourself doing that throughout the day as well, which is why it's important to, you know, take those 15 minutes and just, just, you know, do, do something like that. Um, Is there anything else that we can do with our breathing Dr. Z or is that, I mean, there's a,
0: there's a ton, there's a ton of, of, breathing exercises that you can do and a ton of exercises where it kind of helps you bring your your awareness to center your awareness back to your breath um it kind of it's it's something that we use to get you to focus on you know what you see and what you smell it's it's just always something to bring yourself back when you do muscle relaxation you always want to focus on your breath i mean think about in sports right or yoga one of the things that that is so important again i'll just use tennis is you know i'll catch myself playing and, and i'm i haven't breathe <laughs> you know <I'll> breathe <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um and so we hold our breath a lot we breathe incorrectly a lot um it just is. And so it's not about changing permanently the way we breathe. It's just about when we happen to notice it, practice it, breathe correctly for the times that you realize that you're not doing it. Um, And it has a lasting impact on you. It's not something you have to do all the time, but it definitely becomes, you know, this is how I look at it. You know, we we I'll go on my rant for a second about benzodiazepines, right? Like when someone will come in and say, "I've had anxiety my entire life. I have generalized anxiety disorder." Oh, do you take medication? Yes, I take Xanax every day, and like my head turns, oh, yeah. spurt out, spit out like green vomit, right? So, do you <laughs> know my reference.
1: <laughs> Pol- uh, not always about to say Poltergeist. Poltergeist. What was that, Was that right? No. No. Uh, what's the other one? The other one from the seventies. Oh my god, the more famous one. It's uh, the The Thing and Mm -hmm. You're Gonna Kill Me, but it's one of my father's favorite movies. So, yeah, Uh, uh, I can't remember the title. Oh, that
0: one from the 70s?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad. I'm So it's right on the tip of my tongue and I can't.
0: think of the 70s, I posted a picture on my
1: story. The Exorcist, thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, Of me at a birthday party, my second birthday party. It was at McDonald's because it was totally normal and acceptable and common to have your birthday party at mcdonald's could you imagine moms now if they got an evite oh, party is at mcdonald's like oh go fuck
1: yourself that's what they would say <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> i have birthday parties McDonald's? Party at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want my kid playing with her
1: no way you're gonna play in the yeah especially now yeah, and yeah ballrooms are out of forever so yeah no more playing in the in the big pit of balls
0: gonna be at mcdonald's
1: how's that yeah there you go i'm coming I'm in. If I'm
0: invited, I'm coming. Uh, um, so anyway, so for more breathing stuff and more kind of um, breath work and tuning into your senses, everything to kind of keep you present and focused and mindfully aware, um, they're all in my book. There's a whole section on breathing and um, your senses, your awareness, that kind of thing. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff on that. Um, but breathing I kind of put early on because I just think it's 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 kind of the I don't know, the, the, the basis of a lot of this is you always want to return to your breath. You always have your breath.
1: I love always. that. Uh, and one of the chapters also in this workbook that I'm very curious to find out what it's all about is worry art, which I was worry uh, art uh, assuming that you've described my portfolio, which is just like uh, I can't draw and it looks like somebody who's worried a lot because I, have no, I don't have the knack for drawing or anything like that. So what, what is worry art?
0: So, okay, that's totally not what it is. (laughs) 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 Like, not even a little bit. Um, So everybody, if you're on here and you feel like doing this, if you just want to listen, that's fine too. But grab pen and paper. You can do it in your phone. I'm ready. Okay. So I'm going to have everybody sit for 60 seconds. Okay. You can look down. You can close your eyes, whatever you want to do. For 60 seconds, I just want you to sit. And just worry about every fucking thing you have to worry about that's going on in your life right now. Oh. Everything, everything. <laughs>
1: <twice>. <laughs> Can we fit it in sixty seconds? Okay. Yeah. Here we go, everybody. You're start Good luck.
0: Green vomit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They're here.
1: <laughs> See, that's you, the cross and the. There we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. Starting
0: now. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I tell you what, if you're trying to give it a wave of anxiety, going, you just did it.
0: <laughs> yes. Correct. You should have been sitting in your shit for a good 60 seconds. And that, that was, was only not, 60 seconds.
1: Yeah, that was, I was like, look, let's yeah. go. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: See, now mm-hmm. do you understand why it's good to have your breathing?
1: Yeah. I started, yes. did you hear me start to breathe? I heard you
0: sigh very loud.
1: I'll sigh, and then it yeah. went into two, two big tummy breaths because we were just mm-hmm. talking about. It, so I appreciate that.
0: So. Now what I want you to do is you're going to make a list, okay? okay. And I want you to write these words down in a list. The first okay. one is name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is probably isn't the order in the book. I don't really ever do them in order. so That's okay. Name, That's why you got
1: to buy the book, y'all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> name, size. Size. Shape. Shape. Um, name, size, shape. Color. Color. Texture. Texture. Sound. Sound. Um taste.
1: Taste.
0: And weight. Weight. How many is that?
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight.
0: Sound, smell. you sound smell.
1: We did not have smell. 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 Lucky number nine. Is there ten? Nope. All right, nine. All right.
0: So, what I want everyone to do, um, John, do you want to just read the list one more time? Yes, absolutely.
1: So, the nine things that we have written down are name, size, shape, color, texture, sound, taste, weight, and smell.
0: Good. So, everybody, take a minute and. I want you to do the following, and it's going to seem really freaking strange, but trust me on this one. So if you had to give that feeling that you felt for a minute, okay, that ickiness, whatever it was, if you were to give it a human name, what would its name be? If you had to give that feeling that you felt for a minute a size, how big would it be? What would it sound like? What would it smell like? So you're going to give that feeling that you had for 60 seconds that you sat with uncomfortably, you're going to give it all of these descriptors.
1: Awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> should, do you want me to share? I want as you I'm to, no, down? no, I want okay. you to write them
0: down, and then I want you to share. After okay. Fact.
1: So I'm going to go uh, for those just following along. I'm going to write down the name first. So I'm thinking of the name of uh, everything of what uh, I'm Don't calling my work. Yeah, I'm do not all
0: of them first, but yep. maybe yeah, say the label and then. Just...
1: And then now I'm moving on to the size of it. And I'm guessing I can describe that in any way I feel is size yep, is, right correct. okay mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, um uh yes um the shape of it, yeah, is next, so I've got name size and shape of this thing, and the color is next, and. Yeah. Yes. You
0: write
1: it. I'm writing it down. Yep. The something texture of this thing—that's interesting. I've never had someone ask me the texture of my worry before. So.
0: Have you had wh- someone ask you the name of your worry?
1: No, none of these texture. Right. I mean, like <laughs> uh, the, the texture, color is that probably is the... one
0: I've never heard
1: of. <laughs> <laughs> color, color is probably uh, the only the only common one that I think I would na- you know name something. But these are really interesting here, Doc. Um, All right, the texture I've got down, and now I'm moving on to sound. Um, Oh, you might like this one. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, It's, ooh, taste is next, and it just, like, hit my tongue when I thought of it, so that's a very good. This exercise is working out beautifully, Dexter. And when you say the weight, do you you actually
0: (laughs) –
1: what no i said oh i said this this exercise is great oh, I thought
0: you said dexter.
1: <laughs> no no you are not dexter i i swear to god you are not a serial killer on the record uh, as far as i know like 99.9 percent sure <laughs> um when you when you meant weight, did that mean like the physical how weight of it, it? How, yeah, heavy how heavy is, is it, it got you, you. I'm a dummy and wrote down how long would I be waiting for uh, in that sense. So I'll be over here in my dunce chair. Uh, I have
0: never in all my years (laughs) of practice had anybody... See,
1: there's always one. There's always one, right?
0: Hmm. For
1: those of you
0: that are logging on, a couple of people are asking what the name of the book is. Um, It's called Find Your Calm.
1: Find Your Calm.
0: I I pinned the link um, on the chat. But if you can't click the link because Instagram's weird with that, then... If you go to the link in my bio and click there, you'll, you'll access it. Uh,
1: so I've named it, I've given the size of it, I've given the shape of it, the color of it, the texture of it, the sound of it, the taste of it, the weight of it, and now the final thing I'm going to give it is the smell. And yeah, yes. And I'm changing one of my answers now because it's mm-hmm. actually one of the things is something I enjoy, so that doesn't actually fit. <laughs>
0: yeah, guys, it's also very common when we do this kind of exercise for people to change their responses. Good. That's completely fine.
1: I like that. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, I have my list ready to All share. Right. All
0: right, Go. So
1: the name of my worry is called Frank Fuckface Cause that was like the first thing that could, <laughs> I just, I don't know what it is with me and, and syncopation, <laughs> but I just had to do it.
0: Is that red flag Ricky's cousin?
1: Yes, it is. It is. Oh, that's like okay. the, that's like the narcissist version of red flag, Ricky, the like extreme narcissist. Yeah. Right. It's Frank Fuckface. Frank fuckface.
0: Um, I love that.
1: It's a, it's the size of what I imagine is a 400 pound weightlifter. But it's okay. very acute, so I gave it a triangle shape. Yep. Uh, it's yellow in my mind. It has the texture of a rock. Uh, it sounds like I'm stuck at a Mannheim steamroller concert, uh, it, which if you don't know what that is, thank God that you don't. Uh, it's one of those old 80s r- orchestra rock bands that tries to make Christmas music cool. My mom was really into it. And, yeah, anyway. Uh <laughs> It tastes metallic to me. The weight mm-hmm. of it's 10 pounds or 10 tons. And, and I, smells... wait
0: 30, I wait 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I waited 30 minutes for it. Uh-huh. Um, and it, to me, it smells like nothing. And that's the problem. It's, t- it's, it's, odorless. Okay. it's, it's like, odorless. It's like it's dead. Okay. It's, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, there's nothing okay. there.
0: So the re- let me explain why I did this craziness. And then I'm going to talk about how to use this. So the reason why I do this with people is because when you're doing this exercise, where were you? You were in the present, you were paying attention to your senses, you were paying attention, right? If you were doing the breathing, you're paying attention to your breathing. You're not in your head, answering your worries, arguing your worries, challenging your worries, Mm -hmm. proving them true, proving them false, ruminating about them. You actually aren't doing anything with your worry, except having it right you're not engaging with it you're not doing anything with it are you trying to get rid of it nope are you trying to avoid it nope if anything you're actually literally sitting there with it but you're appealing to your senses so this (coughs) is what i mean by being present focused right so what i the reason why i have people do this is so it takes the worry out of their head and it puts it out here, we're not getting rid of it. We just mm-hmm. sat we just talked about your worry for 15 minutes, right? But we didn't talk about the content of it, which right. is an important distinction. Okay. So we take the worry and we give it a descriptor because it's something called decentering, where it takes you and your thoughts, which are like all mixed together like this, and all just like next stuff and just intertwined, and you are your thoughts, and your thoughts are you. And can you hear me? One of these just slides. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, you're still there. Okay. Um, and it takes it, and it by giving it qualities and objectifying it and being able to look at it, it separates you from your thoughts. Your thoughts are still here. They didn't go anywhere. They're still right there, but you're not intertwined. So when you start to have your worries, as ridiculous as this sounds, you would say something along the lines of there's – face Frank again, <laughs> that, that, odorless
1: that odorless yellow ten triangle, yellow, yeah.
0: Exactly. And so the reason why you do that again is because <laughs> if you refer to it as fuck face, fr- Frank fuck face, you're looking at it as a separate entity from you. <clears throat> you're not talking to your worry like, oh, my God, what am I going to do about this and this and this and this? You're saying, oh, there, there he is again right? Mm-hmm. There's that, that concert, <laughs> that glaring concert, right? And yeah. so the reason why I have people use descriptors that they get from their senses is because it's much easier to ground yourself in your senses than it is to, like, come up with, like, if it was a cartoon, what would it be? Mm-hmm. It's easier to, what would it, what do I feel about? What do I, you know, what, how does it taste? How does it feel? That kind of thing. So, that's the whole purpose of this exercise. It literally takes your worry, doesn't get rid of it, but it it takes it outside of your head and it gives it a it gives it a, a, a form instead of this just sh- shit everywhere and you can't feel like you can't control it. Because people think in order to control their worry and not worry, they have to get rid of it, right? Which is the whole fundamental underpinning.
1: Yes, yes.
0: of the book. Okay. So we didn't, I didn't tell you not to worry. I didn't tell you to tell me the reasons why that would be true. Tell me the reasons why that would not be true. Mm-hmm. Can you come up with an alternative worry? Ugh.
1: No. Ugh.
0: No. Can you
1: tell <laughs> can me you what's like? Hold on, hold can on. You, some, someone actually has asked the question, can you come up with an alternative worry? Can you come up,
0: no, can you come up with an alternative? Like, what else could happen for it? What else mm-hmm. could it be? You know, and listen, we're all intelligent. We can all sit here and you can tell me for 45 minutes, why your worry is more likely not to come true mm-hmm. than it is to come true. And you could believe it all you want, but as soon as we get off, guess what's gonna happen? That yeah, butt's gonna kick in, mm-hmm. and it, you know. But this way, you take the pressure off yourself of having to convince yourself, argue with yourself, whatever, and you give it this form, right, so that you can look at it. And people, like I was saying, think they can control worry by not worrying about it, right? and I always say this, worry is an illusion of control. When we worry about something, we're doing it because we feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So we try to problem solve in our head. And if we're in our head, we're escaping the ickiness. So if we're in our head worrying, we, we give ourselves this illusion that we're somehow handling the situation or problem mm-hmm. solving the situation when all we've done is sit on our couch for 30 minutes and we actually literally have done nothing. We've had, our worry has no direct impact on our world but we trick ourselves into thinking that it does. So what this does is it doesn't allow you to problem solve, go with your worry, ruminate with your worry. It doesn't allow you to do that. It it keeps it, but it has mm-hmm. you carry it differently.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's amazing, the the technique, because as I was just saying to you beforehand, uh, the 60 seconds thing with like sitting with your worry, doing this, I mean, it's already, you've already kind of, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel that tightness in my chest. I don't feel like I need to be worried about anything for the exact same thing that you just said. You know, like coming to that realization that what you're doing is actually working against you Correct. rather than helping you. Yes. Uh is is the number number one problem solver for moving forward with whatever Absolutely. you want to Because you realize yeah.
0: that the thing you're trying to control is the thing that actually takes you out of control. Which if mm-hmm. we have time, why don't you're you our time checker? So you tell me. But this goes into that edge that other one about the control. Oh yeah,
1: what we um, can we can certainly get into that yes. uh, as well. And that's the one of the another thing that's uh, also in this book. And yes, unfortunately, I see some people in the live saying. Yes, it's not available yet, but it will be...
0: It's pre-order. Short, you can, pre-order yeah, you can order it now, um, and then it'll ship to you in April.
1: Yes, exactly. Day of, day one, as soon as it's available, it'll be at, it'll be at your door, which is uh, also in there is the egg. And what is the egg?
0: <laughs> <So> the, egg <laughs> the egg does not stand for anything. So the egg <laughs> is a great example. So I use a lot of metaphors and analogies in the book because... Um, it's very helpful when you get people to kind of think about their worry differently or think about their behaviors differently and carry it differently rather than trying to just constantly get rid of shit, right? Mm -hmm. Our brains are additive, right? We don't like get rid of stuff. We have difficulty retrieving memories, but you can't get rid of stuff. And in fact, the more you try to get rid of the thought, the larger it gets, the bigger guess. This is all in the book. That's a very big part of this too, is this idea of don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about Mm -hmm. it. In order to think, in order to tell yourself not to think a thought, right? If I say, don't think about, um, don't think about John's bad 70s reference.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All I can think about now. If
0: if I keep telling you that, I have to actually say the words. Mm -hmm. Don't think about, John's reference. Your brain doesn't know the difference between John don't think about and John do think about it just is John, right? It's mm-hmm. just your name. So by telling yourself not to think a thought, you're actually, you have to have the thought. So it, it, it's, it, it's backwards, but we have this illusion that we're getting rid of it somehow. Mm-hmm. So the egg is, a, is kind of a metaphor that I use and I have people talk about kind of examples of things that they try to control to, to, to be able to compare and contrast this. So I want everybody to think of, you can write it down, not write it down, but I want everybody to think of something in their life that they like just can't help themselves with, that they just always have to just control. And the thought of letting go of that control is just like brutal for them.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: There's probably a lot. I mean, everybody has their stuff, but you know, even something ridiculous like you know, folding your clothes. Like, I don't want anyone else to fold my clothes because I fold them a certain way, you know. And, and so, it's just something that for good or bad, it doesn't matter, it's just something that you need to control.
1: <laughs> I'm writing down cooking any meat or poultry. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't trust anybody to do it right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, let's- if it's in
1: my own house, that's all. If somebody's okay. cooking for me, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so to give up that control mm-hmm. would feel what to you?
1: Like I'm going to ruin my own dinner.
0: Okay. And if you were <laughs> to ruin your own dinner, yeah. w- what would you feel? What would you feel?
1: Disappointed, but okay. you know, the world's not over. I'm just, yeah.
0: No, the world's listen. None of none of our worlds are over if our worry doesn't have, if our worry happens. Right. Yeah. But yeah. We, we think it will, but it doesn't, but it would make you uncomfortable in I'm imagining. Oh right? Yeah.
1: Especially if it's a nice cut or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that discomfort that you're talking about, what do you do in the moment to get rid of that discomfort?
1: What do you usually do? uh, Peer over somebody's shoulder to make sure they're doing it right. (laughs)
0: Exactly, right, exactly. And while you're peering over somebody's shoulder or you're sitting in the kitchen consumed with thoughts of how they're going to fuck up your chicken.
1: You want to flip that? Yeah. yeah. right. Mm.
0: Where are you not?
1: Uh, present, enjoying company, or whatever's exactly. going on around you. You're mm-hmm. you're
0: not enjoying family. You're not enjoying your kids. You're not focused mm-hmm. on. Uh, you're somewhere else. You're thinking about flipping chicken, right? Mm. You're missing out on so much. So even though it sounds, you know, it's a chicken. Who cares? You know, whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah, right.
0: That's not the point of it. The content isn't what matters. That's why I don't mm-hmm. even. I don't even care about what the worry is necessarily about. But the it's the function of the worry. What is the worry doing? What is the effort to control? doing and what it's doing is it's taking you out of your life Mm -hmm. so when people think that in order to feel better or feel less anxious they have to control more when the opposite is true so So i give people this analogy of, of this egg example so picture you have a raw egg right in your hand and i'm gonna have you run up and down 10 flights of stairs and if the egg doesn't break while you're running up and down 10 flights of stairs, okay, you've got to run up and you got to run down. If the egg doesn't break, you get a million dollars. Sweet. Okay. So most people, if they're given an egg and they need to protect it while they run up and down the stairs because they want this million dollars, our natural knee-jerk reaction to control this egg or prevent this egg from breaking is to what? Hold Squeeze it, tight. it
1: tighter. Correct. Mm-hmm.
0: Control it for dear life. But what happens when you try to squeeze the egg tight to protect it? It breaks. Mm-hmm. Right? So, in your effort to control it, to prevent it from doing, you know, whatever, breaking, cracking, you actually made it happen by trying to hold on so tightly. Mm-hmm. You made what you don't want to happen happen. What is the best way? to hold the egg, if you're not doing this. What do you think you need to do? Um,
1: How uh, hold the
0: egg so it doesn't break?
1: Cradle it, yes. Cradle
0: it. Mm-hmm. And what's not around the egg? Your fingers, they're not,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? You're like this. This is uncomfortable to hold an egg in, right? Because you feel like it's gonna fall or break, but in actuality, this is the best way to control it, but it feels like it's not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like bridges, right? When you go across the bridge, people would think, you know, the guardrails that are up, right? If you're driving on a bridge and all of a sudden the guardrails disappeared. Okay. Your, your, your reaction is like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is like, aside from a car accident, but the truth is nobody's just going to uh, like uncontrollably turn their wheel to the right and go mm-hmm. off the side. Right. Like it, th- you're going to keep going straight and that's what people kind of, That's that's that control aspect. It's this illusion it creates that it keeps you safe, right? You know, it's this illusion that if I hold on so tightly, I'm going to keep this egg safe, but you're you're not. You actually have to let go in order to control. Which for you know, I even saying it, I'm like, right, Mm -hmm, uncomfortable. So that's the egg analogy. So it really gets you to kind of focus on the things in your life that you are trying to control, but that's having the opposite effect but yet you keep doing it anyway because it's mm-hmm. really hard to give up because the alternative is feeling uncomfortable. Um, but also realizing if I wasn't spending so much time trying to control this egg, what else could I be doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. like A million like, other things. Right. Like, yeah. like worrying about the chicken. Like, do you really value chicken? No, you value being with your family. Right. Mm-hmm. So it takes you away from the things that you value, which is, the other part of the book, which is identifying your values and kind of like your breath work, using your values as an anchor point in the moment. Is this behavior that I'm doing, even though it may feel really shitty, is it getting me closer to or further away from the things that I value? Mm -hmm. Most of the things that take you towards the things that you value, that you're working on, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And that's, that's not a bad thing.
1: Nope. And because that honestly means you're on the right path, you know, like it's, it's just, it's going to take that all those next steps of, you know, writing down what your worries are in that next phase or, um, you know, like we were just saying, just kind of sitting there and, and, and going through <laughs> breathing techniques and a, yeah. a, a bunch of other things to manage our anxiety along the way. And notice, uh, not
0: once did I really ask, I mean, except for like the chicken thing, but like not once <laughs> did I ask you about anything about what you're mm-hmm. worrying about. Right, mm-hmm. we, you know, people oftentimes will say to me like, "Oh, I went to therapy, and we sat and we, you know, we talked." And I always like, I always get so upset with that because I'm like, "That, that's talking is not, that's not doing anything. All right. you're doing is ruminating out loud." <laughs> like, the content of your worry, minus some acute situations, mm. some longstanding worry, it's, it's not the content. It's the purpose that the worry is serving for you, which is helping you avoid how you feel in any given moment and that's what we target which is why i have no fucking clue what you're worrying about and it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter
1: <laughs> it doesn't um no. um it's if kind it mattered
0: of a... it would have already been an issue
1: yeah and it's yep.
0: not
1: yep uh and it's funny too because i have a, a good friend in broadcasting that told me about this a long time ago and it was you know uh, not that he was advocating for it it was just kind of more in conversation about like stoism have you ever heard of that
0: About it's the same
1: is it therapy? Uh, no, it's just oh. it's just more like a philosophy on yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, ti- yeah, yeah. And yes. More or less ties into what you're doing. It's just yes. like the re- the moment that you realize you cannot control anything, and you just have to be more flowing like water, and just mm-hmm. kind of reacting to. That's a, a great place and where you want to be with yeah. your anxiety. You but know? it's a, and uh,
0: there's a but and thing. But and, oh,
1: absolutely, yes. And
0: it's uncomfortable.
1: Very uncomfortable.
0: But that discomfort is just a feeling. You're Mm -hmm. interpreting it as bad, which is another part of the book. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Ah, There we go. Ah. Is that the
0: podcast teaser thing?
1: Yeah, exactly. You are. See? (laughs) And and it's not even until April. You tease something that's way down the line. You're Mm -hmm. a pro's pro. I I love it. Um, I do want to say, uh, just as a recommendation, Dr. Z, and to you too, if you have not watched the series at all, but there is a new series of this on Netflix. Um, I feel as though the entire series of Queer Eye, the new version of it, which I absolutely love. I think it's one of my, it's one of my favorite television shows. I haven't,
0: the last time I watched that was
1: the original cast, like back with Bravo and all that. These guys are amazing. The original cast. Uh, then I think both casts are great, but this new new crop is...
0: 2002,
1: 2003. Oh, wow, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a killer. while. Easy <laughs> killer. <laughs> I was in high school, uh, or just getting out of high school. Good
0: for you. Uh,
1: <laughs> but um, if you want to see a lot of, in my opinion, practices of how anxiety and worry can stop you, there is like 20 billion cases that clear eye goes through. So if you ever want to see examples so you,
0: you,
1: you of this, said that. yeah. And, so and in oh, the, sorry, go ahead. Dr. In, Z. The,
0: in the, in the olden days with the original episode, I will mm. never forget this. There was one episode where they had this guy on whose mom, he was like this old, he was like, in, you know, in his forties, he was married. He had kids.
1: Yeah. He couldn't
0: make a decision for himself to save his life. I mean, it was so uncomfortable. I was in grad school at the time. He was, it was, it was so uncomfortable to watch. And I remember when they transformed him, his mother came, she, the look on her face was like <laughs> one of like, she lost control of him. And she was so angry that he was in a better place. And it was like, you saw the anxiety and how, I think this is what you're talking about. You just, mm-hmm. you see how their anxiety just interferes with literally every single aspect of their life, their ability to work, to, you know, get dressed in the morning, what they're going to mm-hmm. eat, how they're going to work out. Like it's, it's, in, it's pervasive. And you're, yes. I remember that episode clearly still to this day, it was the most awkward thing because he, he was paralyzed.
1: Yes. And there is so many people paralyzed in that show. And it's a good reflection in the mirror to be like, Oh, I'm never like that. And then Carrie or whoever stopped me be like, you've done that before. To so the it's people that in, they're
0: working with, you're talking about. not Yeah, the, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. yeah. It'd be like it's, And just like you described, we don't know what anybody's worry is. And in fact, on that show, the worry's all over the place Correct. in terms of what people, but it's the same centralized, oh, that, that that's just anxiety stopping them from changing. That's exactly. anxiety. And, and it's just it's a good reminder. It's not the
0: content stopping no. them from changing. It's the function. There's a very yes. big difference. And listen, there's a lot of, school, let me just say this before, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of schools on thought of, how to treat anxiety? Right. This is just one of them. There are plenty of theoretical approaches where you do look at the content of your yeah. worry. Absolutely. Um, I personally was trained in it. I I prefer to use what I'm talking to you about. I find it. I find it easier for my patients to use this because they struggle with trying to to prove their thoughts, like likely or not likely they, they have mm-hmm. difficulty trying to change their thinking it, you know i kind of take the approach if you got to change your behavior first doesn't really matter what you're thinking mm-hmm. sit with the discomfort and you give yourself a new experience then that works to chip away your thoughts but if you just think about a new experience and try to change the thought about a new experience that you've never even had i, I just i think my patients with long-standing anxiety have a much more difficult time I think that's good if something acute happens, maybe. But again, there's definitely my colleagues that are on here. They don't share my views on this. and Mine is not right. Mine's just one. (laughs) So let me just put that out there. It's what I'm comfortable using and what I feel works. But they're all empirically supported. They're all research-based. As long as they're empirically supported and they're research-based, you're you're good. Um, This is just one of them.
1: That is uh, – we really appreciate that, Dr. Z, and really appreciate you sharing with us. What's going to be in your book in April? Uh, and not only that, it's, I mean, it's—I say it's a book, but it's a—it's a workbook, which is much different than just sitting down and you know trying to entrust me as as a—it's not a very big reader.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's imagine. not a lot of like um, you know, it's—it's very soothing. It's the inside is really pretty. It's more—it's like a—it's like if you took—it's like the child of a journal. And you know me, mm. I don't like journal. I think this, mm. right. Mm. It's like journaling plus anxiety management morphed into one. Um, so, yeah, it's a workbook, but it's
1: that, a little bit. That's a great description. Flowing. I love that. I love that. I'm excited to uh, take a look at it and get my own copy. Uh, and um, just another great chat with you, Dr. C. This was actually a little, a little longer than usual, but it the was. conversation was so good. Uh, and I learned a ton from you that uh, I think was all, uh very good minutes used up on a on a Monday night and thank you so much for joining live if you did. I uh, learned make sh-
0: about Fuck Friday.
1: <laughs> That's right. That is right. And red flag uh, Ricky's cousin. <laughs> cousin. And I did I did mean to say, uh you know who screwed up the most by doing that whole exercise of don't think about anything? Uh Bill Murray and Ghostbusters. That was his fault that the State Puff Marshmallow yes, man then showed up.
0: That is such a good example.
1: <laughs> Don't think about anything. You jerk. Yes. You just ruined the whole thing. Yes. See? But if he
0: allowed just if he allowed them to just have their thoughts, then the safe up. He would not have shown up.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So and you're going to learn. Uh, Dozer. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> a, a gozer. The uh, the the key. Yeah. See, we're going to.
0: This the geek, is what the, happens. The gatekeeper.
1: The gatekeeper. The, key master. the key master Yeah. <laughs> Zool, the whole crew, this is what you learn uh, with uh, It's Me, uh, Dr. Z, with uh, JB. Uh, You learn about how to manage your anxiety in every single movie made from 1970-something to (laughs) present. There is no Dr. Z, there is only Zool. Um, uh, So uh, we will uh, look forward to talking to you again uh, next Monday. And uh, be sure to uh, give us five stars on the podcast if you haven't subscribed already. Please I don't do know. so. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> not. It's up to you. Really, it's up the to the you. Soul. <laughs> uh, I am at John Barchard on all social platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, much more. And uh, Doctor uh, Z underscore psychologist. And is it just? I always forget. Is it Doctor Z psychologist on I got Twitter? I Doctor
0: Z psychologist on Twitter. No punctuation. Weird thingies needed. Woohoo!
1: And she is starting to pick up the Twitter fingers, y'all, and I'm so proud uh-huh. of her. She's actually spitting takes and interacting with the down. But I responded
0: it I responded to the wrong tweet. I, I could and then you can't edit your tweets.
1: Nope, nope. But, uh, what the well, hell is for, that? For two ninety nine a month, you can. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But that's okay. Twitter Blue, and it's a new thing. Twitter Blue. <laughs> so, 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 yeah.
0: Twitter Blue. Okay. See, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Say we're we're getting there. At John Barger, at Doctor Z underscore psychologist or Doctor Z psychologist on the twitter.com. We'll see you next Monday. Thanks, Doctor Z. Have a good
0: night.
1: Bye. Bye.